Brothers and sisters, recent trend among movies and TV shows is to do something with the, the multiverse. You know what the multiverse is. It's the, the idea that there's these parallel universes. And, and for the most part, the, the parallel universes are the same except for, for one small thing or, or some differences. Um, you know, and it's, it's fun to think about. It's good entertainment to, to think about, well, what if? What if you turn left instead of right? How would that make things different? What if Nazi Germany won World War II? What if you, you never asked that girl out on a date? What if you, you ordered Chinese instead of pizza? It, it's kind of fun it, to, to think about what, what it would life be like. How would it be different if, if one thing changed? Well, that's not a idea, a concept that's unique to Marvel and, and comic books. Uh, the Apostle Paul did that 2,000 years ago. He did it in the famous resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. I read part of that chapter earlier. And here Paul asked that question, what if? What if Christ did not rise from the dead? On this Easter Sunday, as we ponder this question, what if? I pray that as we go on this journey, you see the necessity and the reality of the resurrection of Easter. So, so let's ask, what if Jesus didn't rise? And there are different ways you can look at this. Th think about those first disciples of Jesus. Peter, He'd still be in his despair. He, he, he walked away from Jesus. He denied knowing Jesus. I, I don't think he'd ever would have come out of that despair. Jesus would not have appeared to the disciples Easter evening. I'm sure the, the Jewish leaders would probably arrested some more of them, probably Peter. I mean, he cut off a guy's ear. Maybe some of the other disciples. Others might have fled. Um, maybe... John and his brother James would have gone back up north, back to fishing. Matthew maybe went back to being a tax collector. Nice, lucrative job. Pentecost would not have happened. The resurrected Jesus would not have appeared to uh, Saul as he was on the way to Damascus, and so he would never have become Paul the Apostle. And so none of those churches would have been started. There would be no Christian church. Jesus, at the very best, might be in a footnote in some history book. But in reality, we probably would not even know the name if he had not been raised from the dead. Th think of how, how that might affect history. Th there would be no Holy Roman Empire, no Pope, and so no Reformation, no renaissance, no need for the enlightenment. There, there's so many colleges and schools and, and hospitals that never would have been started by Christians because Christianity wouldn't exist. I don't know if the United States of America would even exist. Because many of those original colonies were started by Christians coming here for religious freedom. 
And think about this. Christianity is the only religion in the world where salvation, where, where, where love is a gift of God to us. Every other religion is, is, is you earn a God's favor by what you do. You earn salvation by what you do. So think of a world where there is no such thing as selfless Christian love. That'd be a world maybe like what it was before the flood where everyone did their own thing and, and every heart was inclined to sin all the time. It, you, you know those dystopian movies where, where things are in the future and, and they aren't so great in the future? And those would look like ideal life compared to what it would be if Jesus did not rise from the dead. And we could keep on going for a long time thinking about the repercussions and what would be different. But the big thing is what it means for eternity. And that's where the Apostle Paul delves into. Uh, he, he, he wrote a letter to this Corinthian church because he started the church. It's a city in, in Greece. And he told the people there about Jesus' death on the cross. He told them about Jesus rising from the dead. And they believed and after a while, Paul went on to, to start other churches in other places. But after he left, there are some people there who caused problems. You see, the, the, the Greek philosophy of the day was that the physical body was bad and, and evil. It was the spiritual that was the only good and, and pure thing. So that idea of a resurrected physical body wasn't exactly appealing or desirable to them. And so they, they said there's no resurrection of the dead. Now that idea has certainly carried out throughout the ages. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, one of the founders of America, he didn't believe in the resurrection. D did you know he wrote his own Bible? He took out all the miracles. He took out Easter. Even today, there are some who, who say that the resurrection didn't actually happen. Some Christians even. Uh, the guy that wrote this quote, two things become clear, he says. First, something of enormous power gripped the disciples following the crucifixion that transformed their lives. Second, it was some 50 years before that transforming experience was interpreted as the resuscitation of a three-day dead Jesus to the life of the world. Uh, it's a lot that he says here, but basically he's saying it took about 50 years before people started interpreting Easter as Jesus actually coming back to life. So, so the idea of denying the resurrection certainly was around in Paul's day, and it still is today. So the Apostle Paul, he, he had to address it. And basically what he says is, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then it's like a, a whole line of dominoes lined up. And you knock one down, and that knocks the next, and that knocks the next, and on and on. This is what he said. He said, if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. You see the first domino? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ hasn't been raised either. And that domino, 
that sets off a whole chain of others falling down as well. He says, and if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. What Paul and all those other disciples said, pointless, useless. And another domino then, well, so is our faith. There's no point to it. There's no substance. It's not worth anything. Well, then there's a the next domino after that. More than that, Paul says, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. So Paul and those apostles, they were lying then. If there's no resurrection, they were lying because they were saying there is a resurrection. Christ did rise from the dead. And not only that, then, then all the time that Pastor Cook and I put into to sermons, to teaching, it's, it's a waste of time. All that effort and time for, for last weekend, the Easter egg hunt that we had, that was a waste. All the time and effort that teachers at Illinois Lutheran Schools puts in, that, that's a waste then. All the effort that, that we put into sharing Jesus is pointless. It's a waste if Christ did not rise from the dead. The next domino is a big one. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. I want you to think about that right, just for a moment. If Christ has not been raised, you are still in your sins. So those things that Keep you up at night because you're worrying about it. Those things that someone keeps reminding you that you did. The, the words that you spoke that you wish you hadn't. The, the things you did. The sins that we remember, even the sins we don't remember. If Christ did not rise from the dead, those sins are still right here with us and we know the wages of every one sin is eternal punishment. And then there's another domino. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. That means every funeral we've had here, there's no hope. They're lost. And finally, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. If Christ did not raise from the dead, we, of all people, are to be pitied. The money we give to further God's kingdom, the, the time we give, the effort to make Illinois Lutheran schools happen, the confirmation, the emphasis on, on reaching the next generation, any outreach we do, anything we do at all is pointless if Christ has not been raised from the dead. One Bible commentator put it this way, the Christian life is not worth living if the hope and promise of the resurrection are removed. So that's a pretty scary thought. 
The dominoes that fall because of just one change. If Jesus did not rise. But the Apostle Paul doesn't end with this what if, thankfully. He continues. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Jesus did rise from the dead. I mean, that's why Christianity grew so much in those early years. That's why those disciples who were so timid and afraid became these bold evangelists. That's why Saul, the persecutor of Christianity, became Paul, the promoter of Christianity. This is why we're here. It's because Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. So, so let's do another what if then. If we know what it would be like if Jesus did not rise from the dead. So what is it like if Jesus has been raised from the dead? What does that mean for us? Because he has been raised from the dead. Well, let's think of those dominoes. If Jesus rose from the dead, which he did, then all those dominoes which would have fallen are standing tall, firm, and secure. Our faith is not futile and empty. We are not lying when we talk about the resurrection. Funerals are just a time to say, I'll see you later. And most of all, we are forgiven. All those sins that other people keep reminding us of, all those sins that, that bother our conscience, those things that we've done, that we've said, that we've thought, those things we've, we remember and don't, they are forgiven. They're not here on us. They were put on Christ on the cross. And the fact that He rose from the dead proves to us it is finished our sins are forgiven. And what that means is we're not meant for this world. Jesus, Paul called Jesus the first fruits of those who rise from the dead. You know what first fruits mean? It's an agricultural term. It's the idea of a, a farmer has a crop and the first fruit, the, the first part of the crop that ripens and is ready for harvest because of those first fruits, the, the farmer knows that the rest of the crop is just a matter of time, in fact, probably pretty quick, the rest of the crop is going to ripen and it's ready for harvesting. Jesus is the first fruit of those who rise from the dead. Jesus put it this way, because I live, you too will live. This, this is not the end for us. We have a home in heaven waiting for us. And we heard about that in the first scripture reading today. The Apostle Paul talking about that day when Jesus will return and the trumpet will blast and Jesus will raise the dead. He will raise us and give us imperishable, impenetrable, eternal bodies. And because Jesus lives, we too will live. One commentator said this, without Christ's resurrection, 
we face a hopeless end. But with Christ's resurrection, we have an endless hope. Because Jesus lives, we have hope. Because Jesus lives, we too will live. Because Jesus lives, funerals are not a a farewell. They are, I will see you later. Because we have hope. That that means that there's, there's hope for the hopeless. That that means there is hope for for the homeless. That that means there is hope for the disabled, hope for those with autism, hope for those struggling with with emotional health issues, hope for those going through chemo, hope for those who who just lost someone, hope for someone struggling with addiction, hope for uh, those struggling with sexual sins, hope for the people of Ukraine. Hope for the, that centurion at the foot of the cross. Hope for Peter and the disciples and that thief next to Jesus. Because Jesus lives, there is hope for all of us. So, what time zone do you live in? I love how this commentator put it. The present age is Easter time. It begins with the resurrection of the Redeemer and ends with the resurrection of the redeemed. So we live between two Easter's. And in the power of the first Easter, we go to meet the last Easter. So what time zone do you live in? I'm not talking about central time zone or eastern time zone. We live in Easter time zone. Because of the first Easter, we live in the power of that first Easter as we are on our way to our own Easter, our own resurrection. So live in the Easter time zone. Which means then, glorify Christ in all you do. Glorify Him with the with your, how you spend your money, spending it on things that last in eternity. Glorify Christ with the words that you use, using words that bring lasting hope. Glorify Christ with your time because we know we're going to spend an eternity of time with Him in heaven. Glorify Christ with your attitudes, with your sexual choices, with, with all that you do, everything that you do. Glorify the risen Christ. And maybe just to bring this home to to each one of us, in your worship folder, there's a a fill in the blank. Because of Easter, I... I want you to fill that in. There are any any number of ways that you can fill this in and and complete that sentence. Because of Easter, I, I can face tomorrow. Or because of Easter, I, um, I know I'm going to see my loved one again. Or because of Easter, I, I, can, I can do that chemo. There's any number of ways we can complete that sentence. But I want you to bring this home to you personally. So write that down, write that down. If you're worshiping online and you feel comfortable in sharing it, please put it in, in the comment section right now. But complete that sentence. Because of Easter, I write it down. 
You know, this has been a little journey of, of thinking. What if, right? What if Jesus didn't rise from the dead? But, th- but there's only been a, a mental exercise, if you will. The reality is, Jesus rose from the dead. And because he lives, we too will live. There's a, a certainty. There's a reality. There, there's an eternity in that. And so because of that, I, I'm going to end the sermon the way we began our worship service today. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed.